Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the party overpowered the eight-legged pests that plagued the logging camp and headed north through the hinterland. They rested that night and woke to a near-fatal encounter with an anguished Ettercap looking for payback. How will our heroes handle this brush with death? Find out now. of our teeth right i was kind of uh surprised that we would have an episode nine after episode eight uh it was looking pretty grim there for a while and colshaw briefly thought about well i guess i could run away and yeah live to fight another day or loot their corpses later but we had uh, a couple of uh failed death saves that were just about to happen and uh yep yeah that would have been bad yeah Speaking uh, of, uh, it just would make me feel much better if you uh, healed us on the on the map there. Oh so. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> make you feel uneasy a little bit. A little, uh, um, uh, Seeing the little health bars all at zero. So what are your hit points, uh, Aleron, normally? Thirteen. Thirteen. So yeah, that's right because I just you nailed it to... right on thirteen. Yeah. And uh, Thora, you're at like fifty. Nineteen. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. Don't want to shortchange you there. You would stabilize. You wouldn't have to make Call show is 27. Bjorn, what do you normally have? 22. 22. Yeah, so if you're zero, you're not basically unconscious, but since he was knocked down to zero, he wouldn't have to make death saves. Oh, yeah. It's below zero. Yeah, that's he's true. stable, uh, okay. but he's not dead. He's not yeah. having to die. So he's not bleeding out, basically. Perfect. Pay more attention to that when you guys go down and look at your numbers there. But And then with monsters, once they're zero, they're dead. So we could have not healed him and looted him. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like the perfect situation. Yeah, but that's my thing. That's not your thing. <laughs> But they're learning. We could wear his cloak and just pass off as Alaron. The, the sermons <laughs> I give them at night are starting to shake. Yeah, hands. yeah, you're doing your job. Um, so yeah, you uh, you had a close fight there, and the thing now that it's dead, uh, I'm just going to assume that one of you can tell that it was an Edder Cap. Uh, obviously, had uh, kind of trained these spiders and had been uh, uh, chilling with them in uh, Torvis's logging cap camp and um now uh you know wasn't too happy that you guys took his pets out and came after you so oh so this was literal revenge yeah literal revenge that's cool we're gonna make it so much harder for him to kill us this time (laughs) (laughs) that's how Um, the enter cap sounds in my mind i guess yeah so that was all planned uh you know what i didn't expect you guys to you know cruise through the logging camp like you did and i didn't expect you guys to almost have a you know tpk there, uh, so it wasn't just DM revenge; it was uh, yeah, in the story. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all part of it. Players yeah. spoiling DM's expectations. <laughs> uh, so we're going to assume you guys, after this battle, you looted not really much to find on these things. If you didn't want to collect any spider poison or anything like that, no. Um, 
but uh, you did uh, uh, manage to heal up. You used some of your hit die and back to full strength. Um, and uh, I believe uh, you switched some gear around and split up split up the gold. Um, yep. Right. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you hand off that handed off that silken rope that you found to Alaron, um, he can tell that there's something special about it. Mm. Oh, oh so, now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna detect magic on this thing. All right, so you do. Such an Elrond move. He knew it was magic all along. Oh, yeah, I'll take that rope. Yeah, I'll take it. You don't need that magic rope. No, it's just a silk rope. It's just a silk rope. (laughs) Uh, So it is actually a rope of climbing. Sweet. Uh, So, yeah, you can uh, probably, if you, uh, you know, mess around with it for a while. Well, no, you cast a spell, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, uh, the command word, uh, you can make that up if you want. Um, but it animates and then it moves forward at, I believe, like 10 uh, feet per round and will attach itself, tie itself off. It will make nice little uh, handholds, knot itself to make little handholds for you. Okay. So Using the alpine butterfly? Uh, yeah, we'll say that. That's the perfect knot for, perfect knot yeah, for mm-hmm. that. That's what you would use. Alpine butterfly. Maybe that's the command word. There yeah. you go. Ah. We'll see if you can remember that yeah. when you need it. <laughs> I'm guessing you use it as a ritual spell. So you don't have to use a spell slot. It just takes 10 minutes. Is detect magic a ritual spell? I believe so. Makes sense that it would be. So yes, I would definitely do that. I I would definitely do that. All right. So now you know you have have a fancy rope. Um, Probably came in handy in the logging camp. Uh, And if no one asks, I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> okay, you're just cast doing a ritual for no yep, reason. Just ten minutes over here Boy, doing prayers. He's really appreciating that rope. <laughs> <laughs> the point of being creepy. You just keep saying alpine butterfly, alpine butterfly. <laughs> yeah, so creepy to you just passes off as just being oh, this is all right. You, yeah, you've hung out with me for several weeks. He's so. petting yeah. the rope. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like a euphemism for something, but um, we <laughs> should uh, move on from that. And uh, you guys now have a little bit of traveling in the woods to do. So I'll say uh, your ranger, uh, Bjorn, uh, why don't you roll uh, survival? Make sure that, you know, no one trips and twists an ankle. I got 10. Okay. Don't twist an ankle. Uh, That's fine. Okay. You only need... uh, You uh, eventually uh, stumble across the actual caravan route. Um, so you're not quite to Twallingford yet, but you are close, um, and you're on the route now, so the travel should be a lot easier. Um, and it's not too long you're going, and you run into uh, what appears to be um, a wagon off in the distance. Is it moving towards us? Uh, it is uh, stopped for the moment, it looks okay. like, or moving very slowly. How far away? Uh, I would say about um, 60, 70 feet, kind of around a small bend. Are they tracks below us? Uh, yes. Okay. So it's moving away from us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'll just kind of point it out. To are the there people two. on the wagon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I assume we would yeah. see everything. Yeah, you, you do see some movement. Uh, there are some larger figures up uh, ahead of the wagon, and uh, you see some smaller uh, humanoid person individual uh sitting in the the wagon seat 
and uh, someone kind of uh, stomping around uh, off to the side in, in the brush. And then you hear, uh, uh, as you guys come closer, you, you hear someone shout out, Hello there! Hello! Come closer so I can see who I'm talking to. I say we approach. Yeah, I'll go on. Hi there. You're going up. Brave. Nice. Uh, so you uh, move on up. And as you get closer, you notice this looks remarkably similar to the uh, gnomish uh, caravan that was in uh, in Endwall uh, before you guys left. Um, so you get closer in this um, little uh, gnomish gentleman comes out of the woods, uh, probably over there relieving himself. Um, and he says, hello, my name is Busby Fizzbang, Wagon Master 39. And who might you be? I'm no, no, don't tell me, son. Don't tell me. When you meet as many people as I do, you gotta have a system. And my system is nicknames. So let me start with you, big fella. I'm gonna call you Muscles. And you, young lady, how about Blondie? And you, the little guy... Uh, let's see, sideburns. And you, hmm, shifty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, shifty, but you know what old Busby Fizzbang, Wagon Master 39, always says? If the shoe fits, wear it. I'm gonna do a little bow to him. <laughs> okay. I like shifty. Uh, so, uh, he, he, uh, he starts, uh, in this other figure that was on the wagon comes down and uh, joins you and you see that it's a, a younger uh, gnomish uh, lady, a younger girl. And he's like, oh, don't don't let me forget. Uh, this here's my apprentice, Sparkles. Say hello to everyone, Sparkles. And she uh, gives him a very exasperated look. Um, and she... <laughs> She's like, must I remind you, Wagon Master 39, my name is Darley Crankshot, and I am here on official FTA business. My job is to evaluate your performance and report back to headquarters. There have been many, many complaints lodged against you, Wagon Master 39, <laughs> and if you insist with this nonsense, I'm going to have to add it to my final report. And he, uh, he kind of looks at her and looks at you, and he's like, Well, then, oh, okay. Well, isn't she just the worst apprentice you've ever seen? Just terrible. And uh, he kind of stumbles off, and he's like, he's like What are you, uh, uh, are you off to Twallingford? I, I don't know, Fizzy. We just met. Yeah, can I do a, maybe insight on seeing where he is in his head, on his own little head? <laughs> sure. Mm. Oh, that was almost a 22. Um, sorry. That's all right. Uh, at an 11. 11. So yeah. you're doing insight? Yeah, I want to see, does he really, does he seem honest? You know, like, is he just aloof or is he... He's, suffering from dementia. <laughs> it might be dementia. Okay. He seems a little senile to okay. you. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's he's quite old, um, and uh, and he just seems kind of you know 
like a senile little old gnome and just seems oblivious. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Was he the one in, that came out of the woods or the bushes? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there's the two of them? Uh, the two of them. And you still see uh, uh, up ahead, uh, some distance uh, ahead of the, the wagon itself, you see two larger figures and they look kind of like uh, ogres to you. Who's that up there? Does it uh, belong to you? Oh yes, yes. The, they're uh, they're uh, well, like Belch and Stammer. Mm. That's their names. Well, not their real names, but the names I gave them, of course. Of course. Uh, I would uh, love to have you along on the trip. Uh, always good to have extra sword arms around, especially these days. Well, how but- much do you pay? Well, that's the thing. I can't pay you anything because of the contract. And then he uh, sort of nods and points to, uh, you know, gestures toward uh, Belch and Stammer, the ogres up ahead. Are they your security? Uh, Yes, yes. All uh, FTA drivers uh, must have uh, uh, ogre security nowadays. And where are you headed? Twallingford. I need to resupply those uh, darn fools in Endwall. They they bought darn near everything I had. If you if you uh, want to come along, I, I'd be happy to give you a discount on whatever I have left. It's it's not much. Uh, like you know, uh, the coffers are full, but the cupboard is bare. If you know what I mean. Hey, Shifty. I saw the look in your eye when I said the coffers were full. Like, I wouldn't get any funny ideas if I were you. Belch and Stammer aren't the brightest, but they know their business. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we're headed that way anyways. And uh, Well, Fizzy, uh, perhaps we could travel with you a bit. So so Thora's is a little bit enchanted by this strange, strange old gnome. Okay. And so she, she will go up and, and she will put her arm through his and just and just say i would love to accompany you tell me a little bit more about your trip so far oh well uh, yes well thank you blondie i'd love to have why don't you sit next to me up front is a room in the back i'm guessing of the caravan or is it is it like an open wagon or is it actually like a uh yeah it's it's open it has a kind of higher sides and you can see there's room for you know lots of gear and stuff in there but it's mostly empty now uh, you do see a few things like, uh, you know, a couple of ladders and some odd boxes and, you know, stuff on like little cubbies built in the sure. inside, but plenty of room for you to crawl into. Jump up there in my best ability and uh, to, to take a, just take a seat, kick Great. my feet up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to kick back, get comfortable. Awesome. So. This is just me, not necessarily a cool show. What do we know about ogres in this world? I mean, um, you you know they're you, you think they're evil and bad, like ogres uh, in most worlds. So this is strange to you, because he just made it sound like there was policy to have them as their guards. So yeah, I mean, you can ask about it. Security, you know, yeah. they're good security. Um, so, uh, how did you negotiate with the ogres to uh, guard you? <laughs> well, I I didn't negotiate. Of course, the FTA negotiated. Uh, I believe these lads are from some weird tribe called the Golram Souk, and they're supposed to be smart ogres, I, I guess. But uh, 
Uh, they've been doing mercenary work and other things for people for years, and uh, now we have this exclusive contract. Not like when I was a young man just getting started, but things change, I guess. It's like, come along, let's 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 get going. And he grabs your arm, and you guys are marching towards the front. I'm gonna walk up to the ogres while they're doing that. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'm going to ask him, I say, well, where does Sparkles ride? Oh, usually next to me, but there's plenty of room in the back for her. All right. <laughs> okay, and Sparkles is this whole time she's writing furiously on a little piece of paper, you know, and just shaking her head. Very upset. <laughs> so you guys okay. getting in the wagon, call show, you're going up to the ogres, Belch and Stammer. Yeah, I'm going to just stride up next to them. Okay. So you do. They kind of look down at you and... Uh, I mean, how big are they? Probably like nine feet or so. Ooh. Fairly That's large. A couple creatures. of big boys. Yeah. Uh, and they're carrying, you know, clubs, uh, you know, that are have been taken care of and shaped accordingly and uh, look look like they could do some damage. Hello. I'm Cold Show. There you go. We we go now. It looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect one of you to talk to the ogres, so <laughs> pretty ogreish. It's an opportunity. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a rare opportunity to get to speak to one of your kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went sling blade there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some fried potatoes. <laughs> taters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna sit next to. Is it is it Darla? Uh, Darley. Yeah. Darley. Nice to meet you. I'm Bjorn Brizzlebum. It's nice to meet you, Mister Brizzlebum. Brizzlebum. Yeah. So you work for the FDA, huh? I do. How long have you been working there? Uh, most of my life, actually. My my uncle runs the FDA. Oh, I'm gonna look at her kind of gazingly. So you come here often? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you know. I have work to do. And then she starts writing again, trying trying very hard to ignore you now. But sneaking a glance okay. here and there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll just you know, wink at her and make sure. I, I'm combing. I pick out a small little you know, bone comb and combing out my mutton chops. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Grooming behavior begins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so before you guys get get rolling here, uh, he does, uh, uh, Wagon Master 39 does have uh, some goods to sell. And he will give you a good discount since you are coming along. And I will share the list now. Um, like I said, it's pretty picked over. Um, but there might be a few things in there that you want. Can you see it on your screen? Yeah, yeah let's get that dust of disappearance, huh? Okay. And the potions of healing. Yeah, potions, potions of, healing. of healing, definitely. So it does have a uh, packet dust of disappearance, and that's a hundred gold pieces, which is a pretty good discount for you guys. These are the discounted prices, by the way. 
Okay. Um, so well, if we sell off the uh, gems we have, we're going to get an additional 30 gold each. So that is more than enough out of my stores for me to be able to buy the dust. Okay. Well, the potions of healing are fairly obvious since there's two of them. Yeah. Um, I would definitely like to buy one for myself. And I no longer have one, so... I, I, I have healing ways of healing with my berries, and he's got healing spells, so I would say the non-healers probably should have. All right, I will take one of those. <clears throat> I'll take uh, some smoked herring here. That's delicious. <laughs> okay. So one pack of smoked herring? Two. I'll Two. take both of them. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's uh, 124 gold. So I, I'm going to buy that copper pot to put into my my cook's kit. All right. Yes. I always forget you're a cook. A very accomplished one, too. And I am just curious. What uh, is that? You have a war horn for 730. What is that? Um, he lets you uh, look at it. It's it's uh, covered with like... Um, you know, it's it's mostly gold. It looks like there's some kind of bone or something underneath, but it's covered with a thick layer of gold and silver, has gems all over it. It's just very fancy. That is very fancy. Thank you. I'm having trouble selling it. I can't imagine why. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's very expensive, but mm-hmm. if you guys are collectors, maybe, you know, better than snow globes. Anything else? That's 125, I think, you're up to. I'll take a couple of padlocks. Oh, just one padlock. Okay. 130 gold. Is that is the 130 mirror... gold for the padlock? <laughs> no, he's total. Oh. He's totaling it up. Yeah, total. Is that mirror like a, like a signal mirror? Uh, just like a little hand mirror? Yeah, it's like a small uh, steel mirror that's polished, uh, like a square, probably the size of your hand, roughly. Um, I will take the mirror also. That might be useful. All right. So that's 133 gold. Um, well, so I'm deducting from my own money here. Yeah, I took 10 off of mine. Okay. For one of the healing potions. So I'll just write the 133 total and you guys can figure out who's, how to split that up. And you said you bought, you bought that herring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got both packs of herring. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah, you wanted that. It's eye on that hearing. I am tempted by the fishing net, but I have no actual knowledge of how to use it, so I could show you how. Yeah. Alright, uh, I will I will take the fishing net. Okay. 134. Maybe I'll just throw the fishing net in. That would be wonderful. Seems Thank like you. Seems like something he would do for you. Yeah. Anything else? No, I just need a lantern and you don't seem to have any. Nope. Those darn fools in Endwall took took all my lanterns, all my candles. Why do you need a la- <clears throat> Why do you need a lantern? He's got the globe, right? He got, he got that globe. The... Oh, that is true. I have this fancy globe. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Did he want to buy those gems from you or not? Yeah, I was going to offer to sell those gems to him. Uh, He's got a coffer. 
Yeah, yeah, he can he can take those off your hands. Okay. So, whatever I originally told you they're worth, he'll he'll pay you that. Awesome. Anything else? I don't think so. Mm. All right. So, um, did you uh, want to ask him any more questions before he take off? So, did you? Um, well, no. I I'm happy to ask questions as we're as you're as we're traveling. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, so he uh, he starts going. I'm assuming Cole show you're done having your really deep conversation with the ogres you know i will i'm get gathering they're probably not very conversational yeah uh, i i try to uh, pry a little bit but i'm not very conversational either so yeah it's like I'm a just, meeting of the minds up you know, there you know, how did you get into this line of work that type of thing to see uh they kind of look at each other and shrug and like uh just like hitting stuff Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Opening moment. Uh, Nothing more gratifying than the wet impact of my blade and soft flesh. uh, They kind of raise their eyebrows and like nod appreciatively. Uh Sling blade again. Sorry. I'm going to talk to Sparkles. I'm going to say So you mentioned there were some complaints. Should we have any concerns about traveling with this gnome? Yes, yes, we should. We should talk to that young lady up front and, and tell her to keep her eye on him. He falls asleep about every 10 minutes and almost drives us off the road. <laughs> I have to nudge him constantly. I've made at least 15 notations. So does he work for the FTA? Uh, yeah, all the gnomes work for that. It's the Frog Spit Trade Association or whatever. And he doesn't want to retire? Uh, maybe not. I don't know if they have like a good retirement plan or not, but I'm going to ask her what she's heard around. So what's the news around uh, the kingdom? Ah, well, there's all sorts of craziness. Uh, you know, we have a new king now, if you haven't heard, um, lots of people just, um, going mad in these towns and people are taking sides. It's, it's chaos and it's not good for business. And Mr. Fizzbang is not helping matters by giving away goods and helping people out. Uh, this this nonsense shouldn't happen. It's clearly against regulation. Peasants can be so revolting. <laughs> okay. Anything else? You're going to ask your questions on the road, right? All right. So uh, you guys, uh, he urges the horses forward. He's got a team of four uh, very large uh, horses up front pulling this wagon. That's usually, you know, going to be uh, heavily laden, laden uh, with uh, goods, but now is bouncing along quite uh, lightly along the caravan path, and uh, you're on your way to Twallingford. Um, so you do notice after a few minutes that he's he's talking about, you know, oh. Uh, f- <laughs> Busby Fizzbang, Wagamaster 39, has never fallen asleep at the reins, not ever. You know, and then he starts to like, <sighs> you know, and he starts to nod off, so you kind of have to nudge him. And uh, he wakes back up, as as I was saying, and uh, rambles on for a while about the good old days and stuff like that. And he's 
you know, seems like a kind old man, uh, old gnome. And uh, you don't really sense any sort of, you know, guile or betrayal. He's mm-hmm. just clearly not as sharp as he used to be. So I'll, uh, so you do you have uh, any family? Oh, I, I used to have a son, but he ran into some trouble some years ago. Hmm. I, 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 he's not with us anymore. I am sorry. His mother, she passed away uh, twenty years ago, and you know this is this caravan route. This is this is my life. I feel sad. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see. I see. Uh, I always have a downer in here every so often. It's yeah, like, oh. sad, senile old gnome. Um, but yeah, you're you're bouncing along towards Tollingford. Uh, you can continue talking to him, but I'll just say you don't have to roll. The hours float away. I don't know if anyone wants to talk to Darley. She seems pretty uh, into writing notes and shaking her head and being very disapproving of the whole situation. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna watch her. Just, <laughs> just watch her and smile nice. whenever she looks up. Okay, that's it. I'll probably just walk behind the wagon. Some. 30, 40 feet behind it, just keeping an eye on things. Sounds good. So, yeah, you guys uh, make good time. Uh, Caravan route is uh, nice and wide and uh, fairly flat and well-maintained. And uh, pretty soon you see, um, uh, towards uh, mid-afternoon, you see kind of a, a bluff up ahead, and you see some buildings and things like that, and you are approaching uh, what looks to be to be uh, the gates of a, you know, mid-sized uh, city, um, probably around twenty thousand people. Uh, is this Twallingford? That's large. Oh yes, this is this is Twallingford. Ah. You've never been before? No. Oh yes, it's a it's a lovely town. Usually uh, built on the river bluff here, and uh, it's it's uh, quite quite a memorable place. How, how, what do you mean? I just the people are nice. Oh, they treat treat us so well. Uh, you, you know, we we wagon masters. We uh, we see a lot of people and uh, people of Twallingford. They're they're really kind, uh, kind people. That is very good. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I'll, I will I will pat his hand. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys approach and you get up and you see some gates. Um, there's a kind of a, a stone uh, palisade around. Uh, it doesn't appear to go all the way around the entire town, like the town maybe has outgrown it. Um, but uh, it looks like the caravan, the route itself goes up through uh, a large uh, gate. Uh, it's open and you uh, go rolling into town. And Call shows walking behind. The ogres are kind of up front. And you get inside of the town, and it seems like um, you start to notice. It looks like you're going towards the the city center. And um, there are people wandering around. And there, there, there are a few people you see that are wearing uh, blue armbands. Um, but quite a few more, like groups of people. Quite a few more are wearing a green armband. 
Um, and they're kind of, uh, the ones in green especially are looking uh, very intently at the whole procession. You know, the ogres, the wagon, the gnomes, um, and just kind of, you know, giving you the stink eye, right? Um, and you go rolling into the center of town, kind of a large market square sort of uh, place with uh, various vendors around the edges and fountain in the middle, pretty typical. Um, and you can see that the uh, town is sort of built. Uh, there's an upper part and a lower part. The lower part is closer um, or farther down the bluff and upper part is on the top of the bluff. Uh, and that's where the market square is currently. And, uh, and you guys uh, roll in and you see the wagons heading towards this building. Uh, it looks very familiar. It looks sort of like a larger version of the, uh, of a building that you saw in Endwall. And you assume this must be the FTA depot. Um, and, uh, uh, Busby has, you know, rambled on about, you know, restocking here and hopefully they have enough stuff. You know, you learned on the way that Stellbrook was pretty much picked over by the time he made it there to, from that same group of Red Thorn and Falling Water and the evacuees from Endwall. Um, so he rolls up into this, the ogres go on ahead and open a door and the wagon rolls into the side of this building. Um, and you guys, you know, can uh, get off the wagon and say thanks, ask more questions, whatever you want to do. I'll hop down and say, see you around. Are, are you winking? Or, yep. Because oh, you're yeah, winking at I'm me. Winking, yeah. So either that's <laughs> part of the game or you got more of a connection than I thought. See you so. around. <laughs> Maybe when you get off, you can come find me at the tavern. Uh, Which tavern? Uh, you pick. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so she just kind of like shakes her head at you and then keeps writing. Um, As uh, I walk away, I'm like, I don't give up too easily. <laughs> Neither do I, sir. Uh, so uh, you see uh, Busby, he goes down his little steps. He's got a whole series of uh, stairs that go down from the side of the wagon so he can deboard and uh he helps you down very gentlemanly like well, thank you for the company young lady oh thank you it was a pleasure anytime hope we run into each other again as do i um and so you guys uh standing outside of the the fta depot in twallingford right now uh sort of on the edge of market square are we still eating looks uh, yeah, and you you definitely see there are people, uh, you know, groups of appear to be mostly young men wearing these green armbands that are lounging around in you know various groups. Are they all human? Um, yeah, they do appear to be human. And you said there was others with blue armbands. Yeah, you see maybe one cluster of you know two or three, uh, but they're they're staying kind of off to the way off to the side and are they all human uh so they appear to be uh mm. in this group but some of the others as you were coming in town uh you did notice a couple of halflings and uh possibly a half elf i think we should make our way towards the people yeah. with blue armbands yeah. all right I so will. uh you start walking and um 
this young boy comes running up to you uh, full speed. And he's like, uh, gee, mister, I hope you're the ones I've been looking for. And Not you- likely. <laughs> okay. Well, hear, hear him out. You, you, you match the description I was given. Um, is your name Call Show by any chance? It wasn't me. <laughs> okay. Who are you, and who sent you? Uh, my name's Roddy. Uh, I was I was paid by uh, uh, a larger boy to uh, give you this note, and he hands you a piece of folded paper. I take the paper. All right. And then big take- mistake, by the way. Just kidding. <laughs> big mistake. It's just a piece of paper. Do you see it on your screen now? I yes. see it. Okay. So if one of you can read it. it- I will actually will turn and. Uh, Thora, what does this say? It says. <laughs> can can oh you read goodness. it? I'm just Many the wrapping up here. Dear friends, Minnie and Wallians left our group to stay with family of fr- and friends along our route. We decided to sell some of the extra horses and supplies in our. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hold on. There's in, order. The, in, in, order. In, in order to <laughs> book passage on a ship going upriver. Redthorn insisted on leaving three horses and a pony with a local farrier named Crispin. Show him this note and he'll give you the animals. We hope to see you in old home. Luggy. Oh, Luggy. So Luggy. nice. Oh, that was handy. I was just thinking about buying a horse. Yeah. It just saved me a lot of money. We must find uh, Crispin, the farrier. Mm-hmm. Well, golly, I- I'd be happy to take you to Crispin, but it looks like we might have some trouble. And he, you look comes. around and you see uh, that some of the, the green armband men have uh, started to uh, fan out around you. And there appears to be a large you know, uh, number of them uh, approaching 20. Um, oh, my. And uh, they start, you know, like, you know, giving you the look and, you know, like you're going to get it. And some of them uh, pull out like little daggers and things. They start snapping. Cool. Yeah. Boys. Just crazy <laughs> boys. <laughs> just like that. Um, but then uh, before you can even react, uh, Roddy like turns around and whistles and you see like out of the shadows, um a lot of movement like people just start like appearing like young another bunch of young men uh, some half elves some halflings and you know there might be you know a dozen or more you can't tell but you know they have uh, uh, weapons as well uh, they don't have any armbands but they look like uh, they can hold their own in a fight um, and it's like uh, Oh, you don't have to worry. Uh, my boys will will make sure we get to Crispin. I'll take you there now. And you see the the green armband people start to back off. Uh, and he does some weird stuff with his hands. And uh, Aleron, you recognize it. It's uh-huh. uh, you know like thieves can't, right? Okay. Um, and he's speaking to them, and apparently he's might be in charge of this group of young rascals um and they must be the local contingent of the broken circle the thieves guild nice 
Um, so you're, yeah, you probably feel very comfortable with this sort of crowd, but Roddy rushes you off and you make your way through town and, you know, you can hear people grumbling and, um, you know, giving you, you know, people are definitely staring at you as you go by. Um, but no one wants to mess with them, at least not now. So Um, Roddy, what can you tell us about these armbands? Well, it all started uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago when we heard about the the king and queen, um, and people started taking sides. And they they were, you know, some people decided to wear blue armbands to support the queen and the Thurin family, and the rest decided to follow Scornsby, and you know they donned green armbands. But uh, it was pretty evenly split for a while, and things were fine. And then uh, Graven Pike Joy's mercenary band showed up and started hassling people, and now definitely, uh, definitely swung things in favor of Scornsby's men, and they're out in numbers now. But why would they be approaching us? We are not wearing any armbands. Yeah, they have a thing, something with you know the non-humans. I don't know quite what's going on, but people people are really, you know, looking down on, you know, halflings and, and your sort of people. It's pretty uh, easy to do, to look down <laughs> on halflings. <laughs> it's true. Um, said, you know, the broken circle is, is all about diversity and equal opportunity. Um, and uh, so we're not trying to take sides, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Hmm. You seem like you got a little influence around here. No. A little bit, yeah. He seems pretty proud. How old do you think? Does is he human, right? Yeah. He looks like a teenager or? Uh, he looks about 12. Oh, oh wow. wow. Newsies. Yeah. Yeah, precocious. Uh, but uh, he uh, leads you uh, towards, uh, you know, the uh, farther down the this bluff. Um and you get to a small uh, establishment. Uh, you can hear it kind of like the banging of someone, you know, hitting an anvil uh, inside. And you walk in and you see an old uh, human uh, uh, gentleman uh, hammering away on a horseshoe. All right. And so I will. This must be Crispin, yes? Sure is. This is Crispin. This is his place. And and so then I will pull out uh, one of my gold coins and say, I hope this is not uh, a fend, and hand him the gold coin and say, thank you for your help. Oh, yeah, no problem. You, you didn't have to pay us. The other guy did, but I sh- certainly appreciate it. And again, who is this other? Who did? Was this from Redthorn? Crispin. It was Redthorn that paid. Yeah, Roddy. Uh, he said an older boy, so oh, that's right. probably Luggy. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm the DM, so yes, it was Luggy. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know who does, right? No one will. So yeah, Crispin is hammering away there. Uh, luggy, or not Luggy, sorry, Roddy is still standing there. Um, and you can kind of see, um, you know, the, the people, you know, that have been paying attention in, in the group can sort of see that you know, you've been followed along the way by, you know, this band of, you know, young, young folks, um, broken circle. Okay. Um, so you've been protected. I recognize them. 
I have a criminal background. So. Oh, yeah, you might recognize them too, yeah. As do I, yeah. Yeah, you guys are very, very at home with this crew. I'm fairly oblivious. So, Roddy, uh, where's a good place to stay? That's a good question. I was uh, I was just going to get to that. Uh, you get your animals from old Crispin there, and, uh, well, I'll take you someplace I, I hope is safe. All right, well... You hope. Thora will approach Crispin. Okay. Uh, with the note. All right, so uh, you get his attention. He stops hammering, turns around, and he's like, What can I do for you? Uh, hello. We received this note, and uh, we're told that you would have some horses for us. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, some fine, fine animals. Uh, yeah, let me uh, take a look at that note. Yeah, yeah, that seems in order. Oh, okay, this is this is what I expected. They're they're ready to go. Some of these young people here they came and warned me that you were going to be here soon. So, uh, yeah, they're all ready to go. Just around the corner. What? This is very wonderful. Thank you. No, thank you. I paid quite handsomely. So there's four horses or three horses and a pony? Three horses and a pony. Yes. Yes. Kosho <laughs> says, I'll get the pony. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be carrying the pony around on your right. back. <laughs> Gut dragging on the ground. <laughs> um, so you uh, go around the corner and you can see the animals are tied up uh, along a fence and they have they've been saddled and there are even little uh, uh, saddlebags uh, full oh, of some nice. supplies and things, food and stuff like that. So all ready to go. Yeah, quite quite a, a good turn of fortune for What's you What's this pony's name? Um, Gumdrop. <laughs> okay, Gumdrop. Uh, yeah, Crispin doesn't know. They were animals that what? were brought over or left. Gumdrop. Gumdrop. So you can name them whatever you want. I did. <laughs> I just did. It just mm-hmm. happened. It looks um, like a drum gumdrop, right? It could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. He leaves gumdrops on the trail. I'll check the horses <laughs> over and look for uh, if the, there's one that seems slightly larger or brawnier than the others. Uh, sure. And let's see. I'll, uh, I'll say the, the last horse in the line, um, does seem to be a little more heavily muscled, um, than the others. Looks like it maybe was a, you know, draft horse at some, some point. Um, but it's seems tame and large, large enough for you for sure. All right. right. I'll check him over. Okay. So everything seems in order. Well, let us get to the end then. All right. So uh, you, uh, Crispin, uh, kind of grabs the reins of whoever's riding in front and starts uh, leading you away. And he says, well, this place is kind of on the edge of town. It's it's really the last place for, for you know, people like you to, to go safely uh, to spend the night. Uh, it's run by, well, I wouldn't call him a friend, but... Uh, he's a, a dwarf, so that helps. Um, and, uh, you know, you should be safe there. Uh, I'll leave a man behind, uh, just to make sure. Um, but I, I think you, I think you'll be okay. The man who paid you or the boy who paid you, is he, is he gone? Uh, yeah. They yeah. left already? Yeah. They, they took a boat and went up river. How long ago? Oh, it's probably a day, day and a half. Okay. So they're... Up a ways. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he leads you and you kind of wander along this uh, ridge line and you get uh, uh, out of town. Well, we're uh, leaving town. Oh. Yeah. I mean, outskirts. Outskirts to of yet. town. Yeah. Um, he he would not recommend uh, shopping in town. Uh, most of the merchants have been picked over by uh, uh, all you know the chaos. People taking sides. People stocking up. The mercenary band has been through town. He tells you that they're wandering up and down uh, this side of the river, um, looking for anyone. Uh, you know they obviously work for Scornsby now. This. Uh, uh, graven pike joys mercenaries and um so he says it's it's not tells you it's not safe um and town is definitely not safe and um this might be the last place you can you can go um and get a a night's rest before you have to head out wow that is disappointing that is yeah. makes it seem like the town's really on the edge of you know exploding the brink of civil war. Yep. Mm. Perhaps we should burn it to the ground. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kill just, everyone. Just a thought. I'm a little worried about the Busby then. He was saying how friendly the town always was. Ah, uh, yeah. The, we'll we'll make sure. I, I don't think it's gotten quite that bad yet. People, people need the gnomes. People need the gnomes. We need trade. And I think without it, you know, it's going to be hard to have a war without trade. Hmm. Okay. He's also senile. Well, Roddy, I know you were paid well for this service, but Mm. you have helped us stay safe today. And for that, you have earned Ilo's respect and appreciation. Uh, And he looks at you and he he kind of smiles and you see him get a little teary-eyed. And he, (laughs) like, you know, gives you a little bow and, you know, uh, he seems really, uh, really blessed. I... I perform birds. a blessing over him and say, may his cloak protect you. And uh, he grabs your hand and kind of uh, gently uh, uh, touches his forehead to it. Okay. Okay, I need a drink. <laughs> okay. So you arrive at a uh, low kind of squat establishment uh, on the edge of town, still, you know, in town, but, you know, definitely on the outskirts. Um on top of the ridge still and um you uh see a uh, a dwarf uh pretty you know surly looking fellow uh outside uh kind of on the front porch uh with a big cudgel in his hands you know and he's just standing there looking uh menacing uh and uh he's looks at you and you know you know nods and and uh Kind of, you know, gives you a little gesture to welcome you to the pickled sprite. The pickled sprite. The pickled sprite. Hmm, I've never had pickle sprite. <laughs> so that's the name of this place. Uh, you go inside. You find out the owner's name is a dwarf named uh, Otto Forgebreaker. And uh, he's the only inn or tavern owner in Twallingford that's not human and this has kind of become the local hangout for those few people that are still brave enough to uh, side with the the queen's forces in mm. this uh, soon to be civil war 
assuming they have a stable or some place to put the horses uh yeah yep okay. they do so you can stable them uh roddy uh meanwhile is you know i'll says that he'll have someone one of his boys stop by and uh check uh, uh sometime tonight hmm. make sure everything's okay and uh otherwise he he you know thinks you're in good hands with otto and otto has a couple of you know stout dwarves around to um keep things in line mm. oh. all right okay so you're in the pickled sprite partying unwinding dreaming of darley crankshot i'm over her now apparently you know i understand that you know sometimes advances are not wanted and that's okay uh, you didn't even see her notes. You didn't even try to look at them. She was just writing her name, Darley Brizzlebum, like a thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> but then you left. Did she dot the eye with a heart? Yeah, she did. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It was. I'm gonna go up to the to the bar and crawl up the stool and lay down a couple of gold and said, "What's your best ale?" Uh, well, it's Dwarven ale, of course. Of course. So he uh, goes and. Gets you a big uh, flagon of dwarven ale and slams it down in front of you and it goes sloshing around on the table and he's right there with a the rag to wipe it up and there you go. So the ranger's going to be out of commission. Make it do. I'll sit down next to him, drop my oh, great. big bag on the ground. Okay, he slams another uh, right in front of you and right away with the rag, wipes up the mess and, you know, kind of uh, looks at you uh, a little more than the others. You know, and uh, kind of grunts as you uh, down this uh, flagon of ale in front of him. I'll order a fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> I see a little fruit. Uh, kind of scratches his beard a little bit, and then he like <clears throat> goes in the back and comes up front, and he he has uh, some cider. A proper it's... adherent of Milo is not going to let his guard down with intoxication. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so you uh, you have some cider. Oh, cider sounds good. Okay, another cider for you. He warms it up for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you got some good I'll eats here. You. Uh, dwarven stew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, <laughs> no, they have, uh, you know, some, some meats and cheeses and things like charcuterie. that. Charcuterie. Let's. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. There you go. We'll yeah. have one of the dwarven charcuterie. Okay. So he, uh, throws down a platter in front of you and it's covered in various meats and, you know, uh, cheeses and some bread and a uh, knife and, uh. How much does that put me back? I'll buy the round first round for everybody. Uh, he he charges you uh, three gold. Okay. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, that's chunk. Pricey. Yeah. He shrugs. Damn, times are tough. Mm-hmm. I say. What do you have in the way of rooms? Uh, you can have the three rooms that we have. Don't get too much traffic these days. We'll, we'll take them. We'll take them. All right. So, uh, is there anybody else in the tavern area? I'm sorry. Uh, there are some people. Uh, you see, it's a mixture of half elves, a couple halflings, uh, drinking, talking. Yeah, there are a couple of uh, humans in the corner that have uh, blue armbands on, and um, so it's it's not full, um, but it's 
you know, probably more than you would expect at this time of day. Mm. Um, you know, so it does seem like kind of a gathering place. I'm going to ask the dwarf. So are you the pickled Sprite? Uh, what kind of stupid question is that? That's the pickled Sprite. And he points to, uh, you know, uh, behind him and there's like actually a Sprite in a, in a jar. Oh. You know, and uh, yeah, never seen jar it. of fluid. I guess that's a stupid question when you've never seen a pickled Sprite. <laughs> What's your name? Otto. Otto, nice to meet you, Otto. I'm I'm Bjorn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it possible to get the hot bath heater? Uh, you can get a cold one. That wouldn't be a hot one, now, would it? <laughs> uh, he tells you there's a there's a trough out back. <laughs> <laughs> so how long is how have you been here, Otto? Oh, uh, going on 20 years. You've seen some things change, huh? I've seen some stuff, yeah. Yeah. Anything going on here that, uh, that troubles you? Uh, everything nowadays. Like what? Example. Like? Uh, these damn fools. They decided to hate everyone that wasn't like them. Yeah, fools is all right. That's a right. It's a good word. You get more fights in here lately? No, we get people stopping by once in a while, but my lads usually scare them off. Your lads? Yeah, the two dwarves that you saw. One out front. Bouncers. That is good that you are able to keep this safe for your patrons. Uh, It's not going to last much longer if things go like this. He like shakes his head and he's like cleaning, cleaning a mug out with a rag and just shaking his head, grumbling. Why, why do you think... Um, this has happened. Why? Where's all the uh, animosity coming from? I I can't rightly tell you, lady. Okay. <laughs> the, everything started to happen with the new king, and these mercenaries showed up. People started picking sides, and for some reason, everyone that wasn't human just was suddenly on on one side. I I didn't even get a choice. I don't know either of them. I had no. No uh, special liking for the old king or queen, but uh, suddenly uh, I'm, you know, looked down upon, <laughs> figuratively. I hear you. I'm going to jump down off the stool and go take a quick, grab my ale and quick, take a quicker look at the pickled Sprite jar. Okay. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's uh, got some kind of uh, yellowish, you know, fluid in there. And there's uh, kind of the shriveled, wrinkled body of uh, a sprite. That's, hmm. yeah, strange. No glitter? No, no glitter that you can see. Hmm. <laughs> I'll just raise my eyebrows. Huh. Yeah. Takes all kinds, I suppose. How, yeah. how did you get the pickled sprite? Uh, came with the place. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that was a write in in the contract, huh? <laughs> Contingency. Yep. Um, yeah. So, is there a story behind it? Uh, came with the place. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, That's a good a story. story. <laughs> you tell it well. <laughs> I've got many more like that. <laughs> um, well, I'll drink a few L's and fill up on food. Yeah. Okay. So, you. Drink some ale. I'll, I'll say a blessing over the charcuterie. Fill up some food. Is everybody uh, else eyeballing us, or are they kind of minding their own business? Uh, everyone's minding their own business, really. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. hear Allah's blessing? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You do it quietly. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Over the cider? No, over the charcuterie. Over the charcuterie. Okay. Oh, we got to hear it now. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. a simple prayer. Well, let's go. We survived. You did not. <laughs> Short and sweet. What would Jeez, you expect? How do you think cheese is made? <laughs> uh, so what's our next move? Well, I mean, we're not really wanted here. I got the idea. And uh, from the note, I said, we'll see you in old home, right? Yeah, I think we sleep and get out of here tomorrow. All right. Uh, well, about midway through through the, you know, gets to evening, you guys simple. are full and uh, you see, uh, you know, a young uh, half elf uh, kind of come in, uh, peer around the room, very, you know, obvious, uh, obviously, and uh, uh, makes uh, eye contact with you all and kind of nods and then uh, flashes a couple of hand signals to... Uh, someone outside the door and then he wanders off back outside it looks a bit suspicious that may be the person that's checking on us yes yep Uh, do you um understand those hand signs not myself no no oh all right that's rogue speak yeah so night goes on you guys can wander back to your rooms if you want um, they're on the main level. It's a, um, a short, you know, it's a low building, but there is a, another level up top where the, the uh, dwarves must live. Uh, there's a stairway. Um, and, uh, but your rooms are just kind of through a door and, uh, three of them in this hallway and you can, I don't know who's going to bump, bump together in one of them. There's not. Plenty of floor space. Bjorn. Top bunk. Bjorn. I get to be the big spoon. <laughs> not the first time, not the last time. Okay. Let's uh, get this done. Yeah. You get used to it, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Those Bjorn. Are pillows. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Is there an actual barn out like out back where the horses are? Uh, there is a, yeah, like a stable. It's mostly open. Um, uh, like one side's totally open and three sides are, you know, enclosed. covered, enclosed. Yeah. I mean, did I notice if it had a hayloft? Um, you did not see a hayloft. Yeah. I'm assuming you probably saw it when you were bringing the horses around or something. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, no hayloft. No. Okay. Well, um, Thora will carefully inspect her room before getting comfortable okay um the room has a bed uh there's a rug there's a small dresser with a oil lamp on top of it and it's about it nothing too fancy very utilitarian but you know comfortable enough bed seems fine you worry about being bugged just is there anything hidden is that does the window latch and does the door latch and uh you uh, uh, there's a small window uh above the uh, dresser and um doesn't seem to open it's fixed in place okay okay 
So feeling better? Yes. All right. Um, so things kind of died down. You guys returned to your room. Uh, most of the uh, patrons started leaving before it was, you know, got to be really dark. Um, probably not safe to be wandering around after dark in this town. Um, but one of uh, Otto's dwarves uh, came and kind of planted uh, himself in one of the chairs by the fireplace out in the main room. Um, so it looked like had a shield and, you know, a uh, cudgel and was, you know, preparing to, you know, sit through the night. Oh. So got somebody watching, watching the, the premises. Um, but you guys can do your watches if you want. Well, I don't think if we're all in separate, if we're all in separate rooms, how would that Yeah, we work? wouldn't do watches. I'm yeah. going to be up half the night anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, there's a, like a stairway at the end of this hallway. So if you wanted to take turns sitting on the stairway, you could see the doors to all the rooms. Mm. But mm -hmm. there's a dwarf outside. Your call. Dora's going to just plan on sleeping tonight. Okay. As always. As always, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll probably stay up a while sharpening my equipment and getting everything cleaned. All right. And uh, when I tuck in, I'm going to fish out my uh, hunting trap and set it uh, just on the inside of the door in case somebody decides to come in. Nice. I like it. I'll just expect, I mean, if he's going to be up for four, then I guess we just kind of sleep. I can be up for four, but I'd rather just sleep. Okay. If, unless you're feeling unsafe. Um, Is there a place for a padlock in the bed? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll actually roll for that. You did buy a padlock, mm -hmm. so that's kind of interesting. Uh, no, hmm. um, no place for a padlock. The okay. doors do lock. Um, okay. Then I'll, I'll lock it from the inside. Okay. So you're all locked in, um, and uh, some time goes by. Aleron, do you want to roll perception? Yes, please. Ooh, that's not good. That's 11. Okay, so when you were sleeping, uh, someone comes into your room, and uh, I'm going to put that all on the map now, and you guys will be able to see it hopefully shortly. Is it on your screen? No. No? It's just got to load. Oh, is that it? Unless it's off the screen. Yeah. There Go, uh, it up. is. Yeah. Um, so you're uh, both sleeping. Bjorn, why don't you roll perception as well? Okay. Mm, five, uh, ten. Ten. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, we should all do initiative because this is going to happen. And you guys are very sleepy. <sighs> Yelp. Okay, I am adding you all to the queue. And let's see what we have here. Thora. 16. 16, not bad. That's amazing. Elron. I'm sorry, what? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Sleepy, sleepy. 
uh, Bjorn. When I trance, I trance heavy. (laughs) You're in a trance, literally. Literally in a trance. Uh, What did you get, Bjorn? 21. 21. That's really good. Uh, Call show. Also a seven. Wow. It's been a long week. And I roll for these bad guys, and they get... All right. Um, so let's see who's first. Bjorn. Yeah. Uh, but you're sleeping. Snoring away. So they're going to get a surprise oh, round. Oh, darly. <laughs> oh, no. darly. Oh, gosh. It's like it's wasted. Well, whoops. Um, 18. Yeah, it hits. That hits. All right. So do I do double damage when you're um, sleeping? Is that what the thing? Um, I believe it's like a critical hit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you get advantage on hitting. Yeah, that saved me, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> Yay for me. Yeah. Uh, that's... So sneaks into your room, yeah. standing over your sleeping body, yeah. and maybe just overestimates how large you are. He doesn't realize you're only average size, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> stabs down into the pile of blankets, and uh, only manages to do five damage. That's not terrible. Yeah, not not too bad. That's survivable. Um, and the other. Individual is going to come in and try to do the same thing to um, Alarons on the bed, and that's a eighteen. Well, that's going to hit whether yeah. I have armor on or not. And that I have to see what they do for damage. Um, that's going to hurt. Uh, that's eight damage to you, Doki. Um, so. And I don't know if you guys scream or what. They, scream. they unlocked. They got, came through the door. Yeah. Lock pickers. Lock pickers. Dirty, dirty lock pickers. Yeah, I'll say, you sons of guns. <laughs> <laughs> with the sword in your belly. I sleep with my rapier like all curled up. Okay, so you do make a noise then. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Uh, why don't uh, Thora and Kulsho, why don't you roll a perception? See if you hear. 21. Yep. So Kulsho, you hear uh, Bjorn scream. Uh, he is right on the other side of the wall. Right on the other side of the wall from you. So you uh, are now awake and realize something's going down in the room next door. In, I mean, whose turn is it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It is Thora's turn. And did you... I got a six. Okay, so you're still asleep. Mm. So we'll go to call show. So I'll bolt upright, grab my sword, and uh, yeah, step around my trap and into the hall. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would go in your door and hit that trap. That's what I was hoping to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't win them all. Would have been cool, though. So I should be able to get to their door. Is it open? Uh, yeah, it's open. So I'll come running around the corner, um, and if I see somebody I don't recognize, I will put my sword through them. Uh, you do see someone you don't recognize standing right in front of you over the 
uh, still prone form of Bjorn. Does a 15 hit him? Uh, does not. Mm. Pick on someone your own size. Uh, so now he's very aware of you, though. And um, so maybe uh, maybe Bjorn will be spared for a moment. Uh, Aileron. Well, I'm going to look up and pull the shadows from all around me and blast them right in this guy's face. Okay, and that is a 21 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Is he dead? It's That's 11. a lot of dice rolling. Well, it's 46 for a guiding bolt. Oh, uh, gosh. So 11 points. 11 points. Okay. So, yeah, he goes uh, staggering back. Uh, did not expect that. Thought this was going to just be an easy uh, stab and go sort of situation. Don't climb to my feet at that point. Okay. So you use half your movement to get up and standing on top of your bed or next to your bed? Next to my bed, yeah. Okay. So um, it is now Bjorn's turn. All right, my rapier, I'm going to jump off the bed and get through here so I'm not really leaving his reach and I believe I'm flanking with Colshow now mm-hmm. got my little rapier and I'm going to take a stab oh 217 so I'm guessing a 22 hits uh yes what's the damage it is 12 points of damage nice I'm going to Colshow hit so yeah you uh came around pop up off the floor and rush around to the other side of him and uh, manage to land a good blow. And now it's his turn. Um, He's going to turn and face the rather large uh, gentleman that came in behind him. Uh, That is a uh, 17? No. No. Uh, Oh, he gets two attacks. And that's worse. So... Nothing from him. The other guy is going to uh, stay focused on Aileron. And that is a 13. 13 will hit me right now. Uh, Why does it hit you right now? I don't have my armor on. Oh. I'm assuming we're not sleeping in armor. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, Let's see. That is... So, six damage. I'm down. Yikes. You're down, down. Down, down. Down, down. Flops onto the bed. And, uh, yeah, Aileron's out of the fight already. So, that's a problem, because he's your healer. Mm-hmm. Just D&D 101 here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's being attacked sleeping. We really can't do <laughs> yeah. so much about that. Right. No, I, I, I can't get really it. be strategic with that. Just trying to help you along. Apparently I swear locks should. make noise when you open them. Mm. Yeah, well, I let you roll. I did. Uh, you rolled really poorly. Both of you did. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, Thora, your turn. And uh, why don't you roll perception again? I'm sure there are shouts and other things going on. I, I was pretty loud. Yeah. Six. Uh, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I was thinking okay. five, anything over five would be fine. Wow. So you oh, hear oh. the commotion coming from the room next door. You're probably lying there all curled up, smiling in your sleep. I was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ajax next to you. Yep. Um, and Warm you heard, goat. uh, Aileron's death whisper. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As he silently fell back to the bed, his soul started to seep away from his body. Right. Um, so you're awake now. So I will jump out of bed. All right. And move to open the door and exit my room. All righty. So you get outside into the hallway and you're coming closer to the door. Um, I would say if you can, if you can get there, um, you can see the main guy that Cull Show is looking at um, and do whatever you need to. All right, then I will, I will, um, Eldritch blast him and just say, stop. All right. I'm sure he's ready to listen. Um, yes, I'm positive. 18. Uh, that hits. And this could be five. Bad. Oh, five damage. Bad. That's it. So uh, he staggers forward a little bit um, as your Eldritch Blast uh, kind of comes from around the corner. Uh, was not expecting that, but um, now he's fully aware of you being out there. Uh, call show. So I have advantage because we're flanked. Yep. Yep. That will be a 20 to hit. That will hit. Do your worst. Apparently I can't do that. Uh, that will be <laughs> five. Five. Oh, you guys. I don't want to, you know, take you all down again. Um, so... You managed to get a small flesh wound on this uh, person, and it is now dead Aleron's turn to do a death save. Death save. I make it. Awesome. Good. And back to Bjorn. All right. I'm going to uh, put a hunter's mark on him and roll again with the guy I just attacked and one me and Kolsha are working on. And that is a, well, it's cockeyed, but that's um, 24 to hit. 24 to hit. That will do it. You think? Yep. You think? Uh, just barely. Oh, yeah. That is 18 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That yep. does hurt. He just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That uh, took a big uh, Max out, out your him. dice. So, uh, yeah, he yeah. had his back turned to you. Uh, totally focused on this, you know, crazy barbarian who's, you know, practically naked at nighttime. Oh yeah, uh, he's got my my silk boxers on. <laughs> little hearts on them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, totally ignores the halfling who just uh, runs him through, maybe right through a kidney Kidneys, or something. Yeah. Just uh, a lot of pain. And I usually go for the legs, like the arteries in the legs. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, actually, that will do it too. So lots of blood. Lots of blood now. Arterial spray, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> right into your face. And uh, it's now their turn, though. Um, uh, despite that, I think he's probably going to stick with Cull's show. Um, and that's just not going to do it. Um, and that's a 15. Not going to do it. Maybe I should turn and face the little halfling who just stabbed me in the leg. Um, and the other guy is going to turn and face you, Bjorn. And, um, God, do they have any other? That's just pathetic. Um, so nine's not going to hit you. It's not. Yeah. It's 
Thor's turn. All right. I will blast again. Blast away. That's right. And just say pain. All right. Here it comes. Uh, 17. 17. That will hit. <sighs> Five. Five. Minimum damage. No. Second row that you rolled just one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, chipping away at him. Uh, definitely not. Uh, he does not like that. Um, but we're up to Cull Show now. Hopefully um, he can do minimum damage too. It'll be another 18 to hit. Uh, yeah. Six damage. Six. Well, that was close. <sighs> chipping away though. He's looking really hurt bleeding profusely from the leg. There's a puddle uh, below him now. Um, lots of little nicks and scrapes, and he's starting to bruise from taking these shots. You can see, you know, purple kind of spreading up uh, along his neckline um, from uh, Thora's Eldritch Blast. Um, but still alive. Aileron, death save time. 12. Make it. Nice. Uh, Bjorn. All right, back again. Yeah. Thing. Other leg. Um, and uh, sixteen. Sixteen will not do it. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you rolled advantage, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, back to them, and he's going to attack Cull Show, and that's eighteen. Nope. No cockeyed and that's definitely not going to do it and other guys going to attack our little friend our average size friend bjorn that looks like it's going to hit um 22 oh that would be an amazing ac (laughs) that you would never be able to touch uh and minimum damage for him so three um and that's is going like the first spider fight from last time, okay not the second spider fight, which is what I was going for. Um, so it is Thora's turn. All right, we're just done here. So die. <laughs> just getting impatient. Uh, eight, 18. Uh, yes, okay. that will hit. There we go. 14. Nice. 14. 14 damage. Yeah. So, uh, Maybe you're targeting the same spot, like on his chest, um, but you see this last blast just hits him, and you can hear bones uh, snap like clavicle uh, and pop through the skin, and he just like looks at you and then drops to the floor. Yes. I grin at you wildly. He is dead, and I will mark him as dead so that you guys know and can celebrate later. Um, Call show. Your turn. We'll step into the room and keep working on this guy. All right. So you move on up and. 20. Oh, nice. For 10 damage. 10 damage. Well, that's not too bad. Um. So this other guy is really hurt too. And he's he looks really scared now. He saw his uh, partner drop um, and totally surrounded. Um, and. Uh, Looking, looking pretty frightened. And Elrond, death, death save time for you. Oh yay! Let's see if you can make it three in a row. Uh, nope. Oh, that's an eight. What a bummer. Uh, Bjorn, I am going to 
use a free action to tell him to drop his weapon. Drop his weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, he. Let's think about that. That's, it does not drop his weapon. Okay. That was a free action, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to move the hunter's mark with a bonus action over to him. All right. Because that was. And that is going to be a 17. That will hit. Okay. Um, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Well, you tell him to drop his sword. He kind of uh, shakes his head and does not. And then you slice him through the gut and uh, see entrails start to spill out and he drops dead. Yeah, just shrug. I mean... Why? Yeah, I gave you a chance. I told you what to do. Um, So, yeah, you killed them both. Good job. That was... uh, Could have went either way there, I think, for a minute or two. Yep. I was gonna say, should should we help? The- I'm, I'm, yeah, while they're doing that, I'm gonna go running into the. This main is your hall. second chance to rummage through Aleron's things. <laughs> I will rummage through his pockets to find his healing potion. Okay. Do I so, find a healing potion? Uh, I don't yes. know. Yes, you do. Okay. okay, I am going to, unless you know, you you're stabilized. Are you still? Unless we do another. I'm save. not stabilized. Okay. So I'll go ahead and just open his mouth and. You know, bloop, 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 bloop. All right, you're out of combat, so that's max healing. So you get eight back. Sweet. Um, I'll make sure that that comes up here, and so I should be at seven. Oh, seven. Sorry. And there you go. It's uh, two d four plus two. Oh, plus two, so yeah, nine. Sorry. Yep. Sorry about Sweet. that. Sweet. Oh, I thought I just changed you there. Okay. Oh, no, I gave the bad guy seven. <laughs> uh, we don't want that, do we? We can kill him again. Do over. Um, okay, so battle's over. Alron's up. Um, still kind of groggy, maybe, from dying you know, twice in a couple of days. So Thora actually wants to run out and see what's what happened to the dwarf out front. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was my first instinct, too, was to run out. Okay, so you guys, uh, you can go running out. I'll, I'll just move you quick. Um, and you can see uh, the dwarf is uh, lying over by the fireplace in a Damn pool it. of blood. Um, uh, appears to be dead. Ugh. Uh, the place is empty otherwise. You don't hear a thing. What time? Uh, best guess is probably about three in the morning. Okay. Um, and that was that was a dwarf we didn't really get introduced to. That was just another one of yeah, yeah. Okay, that was one of uh, uh, Otto's lads that uh, was kind of looking after the place. So I will shout as loud as I can, Otto, Otto. All right. So um, he doesn't hear you. He doesn't live right in this uh, building, um, but his men were staying up upstairs. Um, and so another dwarf comes, you know, running down the stairs and comes around the corner and, you know, starts to survey the situation, runs out into the main room where you guys are, uh, Kulsho and Thora, and sees, uh, you know, his friend lying there and just rushes over and starts to, you know, very manly tears are being shed as he kind of rocks back and forth holding this uh, uh, other dwarf's head in his lap. No, no. So, yeah, he's dead. 
<laughs> it's a lot of sighing. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's having a moment here. Well, let's rifle through these assassins' yeah. goods and see if there's any let's notes or that. clues. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you start to rifle through. Um, why don't we have everyone roll perception? Aleron, I want you to roll investigation. Can do. Can I ro- can I roll investigation? Uh, sure. Yeah, I got a nineteen for mine. Nineteen for yours. Okay. So as you guys are, any perception checks? Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. So, uh, uh, Bjorn, as you are rummaging through uh, that uh, first guy that attacked you mm-hmm. through his clothes, it looks like they're both dressed like. Uh, assassins you know um, they've got dark clothes on masks over their face kind of uh, to hide their identity you know kind of like ninja style and um, you know it looks like you would expect um, but you uh, rummage through the clothes and you find a little pocket uh, sewn on the inside of the uh, chest area and inside that pocket is a note. And I will uh, bring that up now. I don't know if one of you wants I'll, to read that. I'll read it since it's, I'm in possession of it. Okay. Be on the lookout for a party matching the following description. One human male, well-built and athletic. One young female, mongrel with blonde hair. One half-man, with bristly whiskers, very attractive, in a ruddy complexion. <laughs> One male elf or possible mongrel. If sighted, dispatch them immediately with all subtlety and discretion. H. H. That son of a gun. Yep. Um, so, uh, you also find a uh, hundred gold between the two of them. Wow. They each had 50. I guess if you were betting people, you would say that that was their payment for... Mm-hmm trying to off you and you had a 19 on your investigation Aleron that's right that's right okay so you uh, uh, you know enough about uh, the lifestyle Um, you have to assume that you know they're broken circle assassins because Mm -hmm. you know they control all that sort of stuff you know normally Um, and so you uh, grab the inside of their forearms pull up their sleeves you know their left uh, forearm and look on the under, underside and where you would uh, see a brand uh, of like a, almost a circle, but not quite fully closed on the inside of their left forearm. Uh, you see that that has been uh, cut away on both of them. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a scar there, but it's not the broken circles mark. And you know that they were probably once upon a time members. Ex-members that have been schismed away to. Yeah. Okay. How, and, how old do they look? Uh, the one, uh, the first guy looks like he was uh, probably in his mid thirties. Uh, the other one's a bit younger. Um, and you find a, a lock pick set on that one. Um, probably mid twenties. Cool. Um, and you both probably know enough that, you know, if these had been real official broken circle assassins that you probably would not have survived. They're both assassins? Pretending to be. 
Okay. Do they both have thieves tools or just the one? Uh, just the one. I'm going to take the thieves tool. All right. Um, so yeah, you survived an assassination attempt. Somebody out there doesn't like you. And there's aware like of we you. need to talk to, uh, Otto. Yeah. Or, or the broken circle. Roddy. Yeah. I think we need, need to get back in touch with them because this is a bit suspicious and we, uh, or need more protection if this is the case or we got to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. I'm thinking we should leave. Yeah. Just go under the cover of darkness now. Oh, interesting. Just take the pickled Sprite and go. Uh, we're definitely taking the pickled <laughs> yeah, Sprite. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's happening. Uh, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> do like we you- know where uh, Otto lives? Uh, he actually lives. There's a small uh, uh, building next door, uh, just too far for him to hear, but uh, he's close by. Okay. We should probably maybe have one of the other dwarves go get him. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other dwarf, uh, you can talk to him. He's still pretty, you know, broken up. Uh, they must have been, you know, close friends, obviously, uh, maybe even family. Um, and uh, he kind of nods and wipes the tears and stuff on his eyes and tries to make a, you know, uh, you know, put put on a tough face and he wanders off to go get Otto. I'll tell him. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> he meant a lot to me. And he kind of walks away very briskly then. Okay. So we're upstairs still? No, we're all no, we're, on the main, main floor. Yep. They were all there. So I'm going to give half of what I found on my goal to... This is, I found this. I'm not going to say. Yeah. I claimed this. this. You guys help kill these bastards. These assassins. So share in the wealth. All right. So I'll give them, there's 50. So I'll take 25 for myself and. Perfect. They can split up the rest. Okay. Um, they didn't have much else on them beside their weapons, a long sword, a short sword, uh, two short swords, sorry, and a long sword. So I will take the extra long sword. Okay. So you grab the long sword. Uh, it looks well-maintained, nothing super fancy, but uh, probably handy to have a backup. So you want to get the heck out of here? That is what I'm suggesting. Okay. It's All right. pretty early. Um, I'm not doing too well as far as my health. So if we can maybe rest for a little bit before we head out, just a short one. Or because did we get our long rest, right? And then, then we get attacked or? Uh, you did not get a long rest in. Okay. No. okay. Mm. So I'm I'm beat up a little bit. I took some hits. I don't know anybody else. I don't know why you're sitting with your. Not I mean, I was, I was stabbed in my sleep. You, you both were. Yeah, yeah. It's not comfortable. You're lucky to be alive. I am. I am. <laughs> well, I'm a halfling, so luck is on my side. Luck is on your side. Perhaps um, we should continue the rest and leave in the morning. I think we should. We should the likelihood also. of being attacked again is much smaller. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you might, get your four hours in? I did, yeah. So you can maybe watch the rest? I can watch the rest, absolutely. Okay. So you have two rooms. You probably don't want to sleep with the the bodies there, but no, um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll drag the bodies out. I'm gonna taunt right. one of them and just <laughs> <laughs> why don't bag. we why don't we move one of the 
move beds to another room and I can sleep on the floor. A bed roll is fine. Our mattresses are kind of bloody right now. Well, oh, uh, yeah, I, I will, I will keep guard. we out here in the main hall. You should get some rest. He yeah. can, he can want, he, he's, he's got it. It just, we'll leave the door unlocked and you want to sit outside the door. Yeah. Absolutely. You said it's like three. We should probably be at the end of the yeah. hall, though. That's probably the best place to be. Yeah, yeah there's uh, like a stairway there. You could probably hang out there or in the other end, too. Um, Furthest away, because it's yeah. the only way to get in, right? Uh, yeah, there's only one door in there, and uh, you can drag a chair from the main room. Uh, while you guys are doing that, Otto comes rushing in, and he's like, oh, bloody hell. And then he goes over and you know, is kind of shaking his head and you see uh, a couple more dwarves stream in after him, the one that you sent off and an, another one. And, uh, you know, they're, they're armed to the teeth now. And, uh, um, you know, they start lighting, uh, lamps around the inn and things. And, you know, you probably will probably be a lot of activity if you guys want to finish your rest and you can probably do so fairly safely. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that. Okay. So well, we're taking a long rest then. That's considered. Yeah. Yeah. You'll when you wake up, you'll have done your long rest and be refreshed, I guess. But you survived your assassination, so good job on that. Uh, Alaron had two uh, two close calls. Yeah. Um, doesn't the past bode well. Of weeks, no. right? <laughs> I mean that that was uh that was getting rough. Hopefully we don't make a habit of doing that every week. But um anyway, good job guys. I think you learned a lot more about what's going on and what's uh, about to happen. We're being hunted now. Yeah. Mm. By each knows that you are out there. And that's probably not a good thing. No, we need to find out who H actually yeah, is. Yeah, whatever oh, the hunted H. can become the hunters. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, the more the more, you know, as they say. Uh, so good job uh, surviving and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.